Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to our podcast series, Everything and Jack. Welcome, listeners. We're thrilled to have you with us. And each week we have a question and you, our listeners, our audience, our friends, submit the questions to, where do they submit them to, Dr. Kerry? They submit questions to questions at everythinginjack.com. That's our email address, or you can go directly to our website, everythinginjack.com. Well, that's about it for that one. Okay, so we're just going to launch in. Amy, you said you had a great question this week from somebody. Well, it's more for myself than anything. (laughs) I know, I know. So where I came from was it's been a whirlwind week of travel, graduation, graduation party and a wedding. And what it came to is what are you willing to tolerate in order to have everything or drunken people or luggage gets lost? Like, what are you willing to tolerate? You know, I had an image right there of at some party where somebody is a little tipsy and it's like, okay, how long can I stay talking to that person, making no sense at all? And we had that question some time ago, how do you say goodbye to that person? But you're not really saying goodbye, you're kind of moving on. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things that I cannot tolerate. I cannot talk to somebody who's a little, I don't mind tipsy, but I can't do the complete like, Drunk, annihilated, drunk, slurring their words. Oh, my God. We had a bridesmaid pass out on the dance floor. I mean, it was like, you know, it was and the party ended at 10 o'clock. I mean, all of this went on before 10 p.m., you know, but it was funny because I myself walked away from the wedding last night going, yeah, I'm not willing to tolerate not having a wedding planner or wedding coordinator as we were cleaning Mm. things up. And I found the entire thing of boutonnieres that never made it on the groomsmen. What's a boutonniere? The flowers that the go on their lapels. You know, there's the oh. flowers. You've paid for them. They've brought them to you. And nobody could take three minutes to get the groomsmen to stop drinking before the wedding to put on the boutonnieres. And I'm like, gosh, I am not willing to tolerate wasting money and having all this planning go into effect only for the last minute for it to completely not happen and fall apart. Yeah. They ever get them? No, I found them last night in the groomsmen's rooms in the hut, like in their pre-party room. Right. Somebody gave them to them and trusted they would put them on. Groomsmen. Groomsmen. (laughs) Men. Old men, all the way down to little men, you know, and everything in between. And I'm like... So it was like hilarious. It's hilarious. And then, you know, it was like during after the wedding, the wedding cocktail reception, while the bridal party was taking pictures, there was nobody at. Yeah. Because everybody kept going over to where they were taking pictures and they'd be like, oh, can we just get one with the bride and groom? They kept interrupting it. And at one point in time, it was my niece that got married, the mother of the bride. My sister-in-law says, you know, I'd really like a picture with my daughter. And I looked at her and I go, you haven't had a picture with your daughter yet in her dress? And she goes, no. Mm, okay. And I'm like, okay, okay. But she was willing to tolerate, like, the fact that they had paid for this wedding, they'd done all this planning, and she hadn't had a picture yet with her daughter. And I'm like, yeah. I could not tolerate that. I think a lot of times people tolerate 
things because they don't know how to approach it, how to insert themselves, right? So they just sort of sit back or fade away, right? Well, I didn't want to come across as rude, but look what you're putting up with. Look what you're allowing in your life because you won't speak up. And to me, that's what they're really tolerating is not having a voice. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Not developing themselves to be assertive. There's appropriate ways to assert yourself and to ask for what it is that you want. Right, right, right. But now here's a question, because you, you're saying now the question is, what are you willing? Now, are you asking us or are we? Yes, like the audience, yeah. anybody, like look at your life and like, go, what am I willing to tolerate? Okay, for me, I think I, just I love said to it. travel. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like specifically, like I love to travel. My stomach does not love me to travel. But I'm mm -hmm. willing to tolerate dealing with my stomach issues yeah. so I can travel, right? And then, because when I first looked at it, it was like, what am I willing to tolerate in other people? Like, drunken mess, and they don't follow through, and then everything else. And then I'm like, okay, but that's about them out there, right? Like, I'm tolerating what I consider their faults. And I'm like, but what yeah. about me? You can't do anything out there. I can't do yeah. anything out there. Like, but what can I do for me? Exactly. But yeah. I'm with somebody at a wedding and we, you know, most people who are listening, our friends are listening to this show. You've been to a wedding. You've been to a wedding, <laughs> you've been to a funeral, you've been to a birthday party, 50th, 40th, 60th. Dr. Carey was sorry to mention the word 60, but it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> We're going to party down, girl. We yes, we can, are. So if, I'm not willing to tolerate that I can actually physically move to a different bunch of people, which I have done. Yeah. Sure. People have done that to me, you know, like they've moved, you know, so you can actually do something about that. And there's also, what are you willing to tolerate inside of ourselves? Right. Yeah. That's, That's really what I was looking at yeah. because I'm not willing to tolerate even like the slightest hint of gray new growth. It's like, oh, I'm dusting it. <laughs> I shadow it. Really I got this spray oh, thing. Yeah. You know, my husband's like, you spray painting your hair? And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's oh. accurate, right? It's like, no way. I don't want to see that. But I'm willing to tolerate an extra 30 pounds on my body that is hurting me in different ways and like everything from physically to emotionally, not mm -hmm. to mention the toll that it's taking internally. Right. Yeah. And I've been tolerating it for the last, I would say three, four years. And I've got this whole work ethic around hiding it as best I can, the clothes I buy, what yep. I'm pulling it in with, you know, and, and then I've got a, app on my phone called slim app that will actually <laughs> shrink me right <laughs> and so i'm telling you it's a whole work ethic that is supporting everything that i'm tolerating right mm -hmm. i'm going to interrupt because uh, you know our listeners or friends they do not know that i've just lost 18 pounds so i hit my target today okay congratulations. congratulations oh my gosh and you gotta watch it also you there can even be some tolerating in how far you're going to go like once you're on a roll it's like wow you, yeah. you keep moving that number you move oh, the number lower and you move it lower it, yeah 
you, you, know, you get spazzo about it. But, you know, Dr. Carey, I, I do want to interrupt because I really get that. I, from, I've tolerated that 20 pounds over for 20 years. And three mm-hmm. months ago, I was so struck by a photograph. I had saw a photograph and then I just in disbelief that was who I had become. Yeah. We're not talking about vanity and we're going to take some selfies. I don't really care about that. It was more that I actually saw the impact of what I had been tolerating for 20 years. And it wasn't just the weight. It was the noise in my head. Yes. It was mm-hmm. noisy in there. Like, yes. and I didn't hear it. I didn't hear anything. Yes. I didn't even know I was going to my closet each day and trying to pick something and navigate. And should it be a long jacket, a short jacket? And I can't wear this today and I'll wear that tomorrow. It's a lot of noise, isn't it? It's a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's an entire work ethic. You know, changing clothes three, four times a day, girdling up, putting on a corset, mm-hmm. you know, and all, all of the things that I'm doing and then demanding some validation from the people around me. Mm-hmm. Right. What do you mm-hmm. think? Do I look fat? You know, and one day my son, Kyle, I mean, he was like, well, mom, you, you are fat. And he said, I don't say that to be mean, but you want me to give you something when you know already, right? I'm like, man, you're so much like me. I'm tolerating you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, before you can actually do anything about whatever it is you're tolerating. Mm -hmm. We're just talking about weight because it's an easy one. A lot of people can relate to that. And sometimes you don't even know you're tolerating it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And the length of time that you're tolerating it. My mother, I mean, she tolerates like my biological mother, like being poor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously, she tolerates being poor. She wants things and then she overspends and then she buys stuff that, you know, she can't afford and then she tries to figure out a way to pay for it after the fact and then she wants to do something but she doesn't have the money but her whole life she's been tolerating being poor because Mm -hmm. like she actually thinks that that's how she's supposed to live right me personally oh my gosh i have tolerated piles of messiness like i moved them from one room to the other my mom came to visit i had all my paperwork out on the kitchen table where it's been for like the last year because of course I've been tolerating it and I haven't been finishing it and I pick it all up and I take it to my room and I set it on the floor next to the pile that's going to the goodwill next to the pile that is getting returned to Amazon next to the pile. I have little piles of stuff in my house that I move from one room to the other. That's what I tolerate. It's like just piling things up. So I'm I'm gonna dig in. Are we good to go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dig in. Hit it, Jean Marie, because uh, yeah, we can I got get it. That the tolerating is some form of complaint, isn't it? Because we're not really tolerating the piles of paper, right? It's got to be something that we're interpreting. Because I could have been any size. You could, you could be any size. It doesn't, because there's nothing wrong with, you know, we can still live that size, the paper. So there's got to be some, the toleration is like some complaint, like a, 
you know, if you if you stay with an alcoholic or if you stay with a, an addict and you stay with them, but you complain about them, you're then actually tolerating them. This is a different kind of show today, but I'm in. I'm in. I love this conversation about what we're willing to tolerate because it's actually it's based on some interpretation from ourselves. Yeah, you? well, I agree with that. And I think another nuance to it is not willing to admit that you don't want to do something or something is no longer working. Um, when I was married before, it was great for a while, but I tolerated 10 years and I found ways to compensate, focusing heavily on the children. I was in the gym all the time. I was like fit where I was compensating and allowing myself to be distracted. I even remember taking a position that was going to require I travel 75% of the time because I'm avoiding this person. Yeah. yeah. So there's the complaint, but there's what's no longer working. And even in friendships or planning things together, like a wedding, you can see what's happening, but no one wants to say anything. And I recently got a hold of something. Someone called me out, someone that I'm working with, and told me like I'm involved in relationships and projects that I know are no longer what I want. And I'm just putting up a front of cordial hypocrisy. And I think contained in that. That's a meal to carry. I Isn't know. It? Cordial hypocrisy. Cordial like, hypocrisy. I, I'm actually going to write that down because it's such a great statement in just two words but it sounds like a whole sentence it really does this afternoon and i gotta tell you cordial hypocrisy is like oh i gotta watch for that you gotta watch for it because that to me is the red flag of what i'm tolerating and then there are other people involved that are not fooled at all. They know when we're doing that, they're doing it too. And we're all tolerating this nonsense. Okay, so did you know, first of all, when you go cordial hypocrisy, and then no doubt the other people knew it was cordial hypocrisy too. Yeah. That's like in itself a pool of tolerating. So then what do we actually say to our listeners and our friends? Like, really, now what? Because first of all, you must have got something out of it. I did. There was something that I got out of it that I could really see. And that was it gave me excuses. As long as I was involved with mm. whatever our agreement was for events or planning or working together, then I really didn't have to be involved in anything else. I didn't have to work on my purpose. I didn't have to work on my calling, my offerings. I didn't have to be responsible for my life because I'm all entangled in these other obligations. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. yes. Oh, isn't that fabulous? And we can all relate to that, can't we? Right. Which means that I'm tolerating living a life that is only half full not really full, not really living a life that is powerful and joyful, because with every delivery of this cordial hypocrisy, I'm tolerating my own limitations. And that just blew my head open. Like, look at everything I'm missing out on, because I'm over here engaged in this. 
I just felt like the biggest hypocrite on the planet. So so I want to make sure that I get this right, Dr. Carey, because this is how I'm taking it. Okay. Yeah. So just to kind of like make it a little easier, maybe for our listeners to understand is I'm willing to tolerate somebody else having control of my time, like, and what I do with my day and how I spend it. Right. Right. Yeah. But what it's costing me is like, I'm actually not spending time on myself. And I like, I feel like when I want to do something for myself, like something that I want to work on in my life, and then I have to say no to somebody else. So that way I could actually do what I want to do. I feel guilt and I feel selfish. Right. And I feel like I should be out there doing stuff with everybody else in the world because, oh my gosh, they're so nice. And my niece helped with this and my sister-in-law helped with that. And I should totally help with the wedding. And then I come home and I still have these little piles around the house or the 20 pounds or whatever. I mean, is this in a sense what you're actually saying? Yeah, partially. When you said tolerating time with others or something, we think it's that, but it's actually a toleration of we're willing to tolerate something. Right. Yeah, right. I'm willing to tolerate guilt. Yes. yes. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's because it's yes. It's so like in your head and it's so twisty turny that it's okay, I gotta really understand this. Is that a terminology? Twisty yeah, twisty turny. That's twisty totally turny. a medical terminology, right? It's like like I'm willing Solid to science journals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to tolerate something within myself. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like it's out there, but it's really in here, inside it of me. It really is. And I don't even know if it's the guilt or God, I must just like not completing things. Like then I don't have to change and move on. Right. So mm -hmm. why would I pick up the finished little piles of the paperwork and put it all away? Because it, you'd have to do some work. You would have to actually stop and do the work. Like I tolerated staying in a hotel last night. That's what it looked like on the outside. It looked like mm -hmm. yeah. the complaint was that the unpainted walls, the unfinished, you know, it was all like, you know. And But actually, I was tolerating that I was complaining. Mm-hmm. You know, I did the whole performance. I go down to the front desk and could they move me? And she said she upgraded us. I went to the upgraded room, which was exactly the same room. <laughs> <laughs> Just a different floor, a better location, right? Yeah. No, there's no upgrade. And, and exactly. And you go, well, wait a minute. Everyone in the hotel looks really happy. So it has to be me. So, you, you know, there's a war zone out there in the world. There so they would be thrilled. So it can't be the hotel. I tolerated my complaining and going on and on. And, you know, and it is a little tricky because I'm the one who had to do something about my complaining. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that is a deeper level of it that I'm really discovering here. And like clearly the time that it's costing me and just engaging in that. It's so sneaky. I just was not aware of how much I'm tolerating my behavior. Yeah. In the way that Sean Marie just explained. Yes. Exactly. Okay, and what I'm doing with my time and yes. my life. Right? Yeah. So good. Isn't that hot? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's hot. Then See, I end up all angry and resentful <laughs> later. 
at somebody else. <laughs> right. Yes. But where's the loaded gun to my head, you know, that forced me? Like, it's not fair. It's just me. I just want to put in like a little section here is for our friends, for our listeners. And as Dr. Carey says, our audience, we're prepared for today's show. And yet we're unprepared. This is a raw conversation. You're with us. Mm. So the question is, again, Amy, what are you willing to tolerate? Yeah. And guys, when you look at the layers of things that we're willing to tolerate in our own lives, everything from piles of stuff, because I got mine, Amy, you know, and <laughs> and the thing that I said I'll put away later that's still mm-hmm. there, you know, to dead flowers in a vase from Mother's Day, you know. Right. And you've walked past it how many times and past the yeah. garbage can how many times? And- exactly. And in my head, the whole time, blaming my husband, he knows he's, he, he doesn't, he knows that. to throw them away. He's yes. not helping, <laughs> you know, like forget the guy is like working and taking care of things. And then there's the whole world of, and I'm talking about the globe of everything that matters to me, or at least I say it does. I can't even get to it because of how I'm playing the game on this level. This cordial hypocrisy, this willing to tolerate me engaging in my life like that. Okay, so I'm going to interrupt because we have three minutes, barely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then there's an ooh-ooh, which is a new a new term for me. Ooh-ooh <laughs> <laughs> and twisty turny. We're going to put together the Jack glossary of terms. <laughs> so, but I do want to make sure we leave the listeners with something like we leave them. So what I hear is there's something to own in it. It's like to be own. you own your life. Is that giving you the hint, Amy, at all? Actually, it was when Dr. Perry was talking about, you know, the world and the globe and the fact that she can't even look out there and what she's willing to tolerate in the world because she can't throw away the flowers at home and i'm going yeah but i do like i actually look outside and i just ignore so much of the stuff at home right so that way i can do something else out there and i'm like well i'm willing to tolerate like being this person who's more concerned about what's going on out there than actually what's going on with me myself at home i'm like wow i'm actually willing to tolerate that like yeah. making a difference in the world or making a difference with people or volunteering my time or whatever it is, I'll pick up dog poop at the dog park, right? But I don't want to do it in my own backyard. Right. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I say to myself, because when I get home, I'm exhausted. You had to mention the poop. I know. I don't know why I went there. I have no idea where that came from this morning. But it's like yeah. I come home and I say to myself, gosh, I just need some time off. I've been so busy. I just want to lay on the couch and watch TV. And I'm willing to tolerate the so laziness. I, yeah. Can I end today everything in Jack? And we want to make sure, Dr. Kerry, you, you give our website again. So I want to end with a quote. Can I end with a quote? I just It just came to me. About, Let's do it. Let's do it. So it's by Ram Das. The quieter you become, mm. the more you can hear. Uh huh. That's by Ram Das, that cool guru. The quieter you become, the more you can hear. So there's yeah. something that we can actually go. Well, look at that poop. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
So quiet you've come. So Dr. Carrie, we're going to end our show. I had fun today. Yeah, oh, this a was a time. good one. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're always looking to get the questions that you want us to discuss. So listeners, feel free to email us at questions at everythinginjack.com or go to our website, everythinginjack.com. Thank you. My name is Jean-Marie Ayers. I'm Amy Sullivan-Ryan. And I'm Dr. Carrie Skirtla. And this is still the podcast where we talk about everything. And absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, and Jack, I don't know. (laughs) 